This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show featuring Pastor Xavier Reese and the ministry of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. With us in the studio this morning are Pastor Xavier. We welcome you to the program. Our production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Good morning. Myself, Pastor Tony Scotty, and our very special guest with us today, a gentleman who we have been blessed to serve with through many years, uh, Pastor Victor Meral. Good morning. Everybody. Amen. Thank you for being here, Victor. God bless you. Victor, along with his wife, Sonia, is the leader of Sojourners Ministry in Mexico, in Baja California, in actually in Primo Tapia, Baja California, and is involved with, gosh, countless different ministries in Mexico and in the U.S., helping Christians in the United States to connect and do ministry in Mexico while serving the Lord there. And for us here at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, Victor has been a major help and asset through the years, allowing us to do ministry and, and to see the fruit of the Lord's amazing plan for Mexico and, and in the Spanish-speaking world. Pastor X, from the beginning of the ministry, even way back when we were in Alhambra, there's always been an emphasis for missions ministry. Why is that so important for us? Well, you know, uh, Jesus told his disciples, go into all nations and make disciples of them. And um, the mission was to be the world. Um, John 3.16 says, for, for God so loved the world that he uh, loved the world that he uh, sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but everlasting life. And Paul in Romans says, how will they hear without a preacher? And so we are to go out. The, the Old Testament was um, centripetal. Uh, Israel was sent out so that the nations would come in to proselyte into Israel. The New Testament is centrifugal. We go out to the nations. Now, the tragic thing is that going out to the nations has always been, it wasn't a suggestion. Um, it's a participle. In your going, when you go, as you go. There was never any doubt of not going. <laughs> and so, um, but the church has not always been obedient to that. Amen. But um, God is sufficient. And, and, and to an extent, the church has failed. Because more people know about Pepsi-Cola and Coca-Cola today than they do about Jesus Christ. The percentage of people knowing about Jesus regardless of all the false information hype that goes out, less people know about Jesus today than they did in years past. So we are decreasing. So the very philosophy that um, people hold today was called kingdom theology or dominion theology, mm -hmm. that the church is going to establish the kingdom. So we're going to get... We're going to gain ground. We're going to get politicians, make them Christians, put them in. And they go to the parables and they corrupt them. They twist them. Just the opposite. The church will never establish the kingdom. Jesus establishes the kingdom. And we know that men will grow worse and worse. And so it'll get darker and darker. So really what we're hearing today is as much false as much of the political things that are being said. Amen. We are headed towards the Antichrist. We're headed towards tribulation and great tribulation. 
We are headed for the rapture of the church where God will remove his church seven years prior to the great tribulation. And so we must mark everything. Now, in spite of that, we have to reach out to people. And missions begins at the first step outside of the church. As we go on the streets, as we go to Mexico, as we go to Nicaragua, to Cali, Colombia, wherever we go, the Philippines, all of that's mission. The world is mission. Amen. Like you've always said, missions begins at home. Yes. Amen. Now, Victor, we've been working for you, with you, and your wife, Sonia, for probably more than 20 years altogether. Uh, Yes. How is it that you began doing ministry in Mexico. Can you give us uh, your background and how the Lord put you in ministry? Uh, yes, I, I will share a little bit with you um, how the Lord also touched my heart. Um, uh, in my beginning life in Baja, in Baja South, where I was born, um, is, uh, my dad and my mom, you know, um, they used to take me to church, evangelical church in that time. And the seed got planted in my heart in that time. Um, I was a fishing man. Together with my dad, also he was a carpenter. So this is how I grew up in my life over there. I don't go to school much. I went to fourth grade uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one day I decided to um, and tell my dad that I was going to come to the United States, you know, to looking for a better life. Amen. And there was a, and my life was uh, 17 years old already by that time. And I crossed illegally the borderline and looking for a better life. And, for the for the uh, years later, I got married here in the state, and um, my, my beautiful wife Sonis, uh, Sonia, and and we procured we have two childrens, um, and, and um, so we continued with life. But later on, I I, I got in my life. Um, uh, 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 Were you going to to church during those years, Victor? Uh, I don't go to church after that. I left, oh, okay. you know, to go to church and I take my own directions, you know, mm-hmm. and my own path. And but I always. Knowing the, the the seed was planted in my heart, and uh, there, there was to 1995 um, when my wife already she was already um, a Christian for a year and a half. She was praying in the women's ministry uh, for his husband. That's me, and, um, and 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 one day she invited me to to take the kids to uh, Harvest Crusade in Anaheim Stadium, and uh, I was already drunk. And I said, "Well, I promise I will take you, but I'm not going to go to the top." So I take it, but I say I'm not. When I was there, I say I'm not going to stay in the car. I'm going to go because if you don't, the police are going to take me here. So I went to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the top and sit down and hear the message. The pastor, great uh, Loris, bring and 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 God is speaking directly to my heart. Amen. I, I, there was sixty thousand people in the in the in the, in the, in the in stadium. I don't see the sixty thousand people. I see myself and the Lord. And God is speaking to my heart. And and that day I said, Lord, if I live my life for a hundred percent from for my own ways. Now I want to leave it for you. And Amen. this is how the Lord um, started um, my life in, in Christ and started to attend the Calvary Chapel Morabello. And um, You know, it's an, i got to stop you for just a second. It's amazing as you share that. I can see, you know, the Lord just ministering to your eyes are tearing up and you're just remembering, you know, God doing mm-hmm. that work. Mm-hmm. How powerful that is, you yes. know. Wow. Yes. How many years later and yet it's still yeah. the, the changing yeah. powerful experience of your life, man. Wow. So then you, you started going to Calvary Montebello at that time. Montebello. And um, yes, and if, how we could forget, right, the, what the beautiful things God is doing in our hearts and in a new life. And um, um, five months later, we got involved in um, Mexico ministry. They, the church have and, um, to go to Mexico once a month. So this is when my um, mission life started when the Lord uh, uh, go with the team. 
um, couple years later, uh, God called us to oversee the ministry and missions uh, through Montebello once a month. And myself, um, either I used to work for a General Electric company, mm -hmm. I used to go once every 15 days just to pray about it over there in the communities, in the colonias, in Tijuana, in Rosarito, um, and um, take a couple guys with me from the church and pray and see how the Lord can guide us. And he always guides us to the right place to do ministry. Amen. And this is how uh, ministry start and a life in Mexico. But also, um, two years later, God, God bring the call in my heart to, uh, who, who was going to go for us, you know, to, 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 um, to um, uh, share the gospel. And also at the same time, is direct the place that was called in La Posada, which okay. is from yeah. Montebello, Carvey Chapel. And um, to pray, to, make, to, to much pray. And, um, and my wife said, well, I'm not from Mexico. I will, I will send you to Mexico and send you help. I'm not going to go because I'm not from Mexico and God is not calling me. So I said, well, maybe God is not calling us. So, right. So we, 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 we wait mm -hmm. and pray. And three months later, God put it in his heart. Hey, Amen. God is calling Amen. us. And um, five months later, we was living in you Mexico moved. in 1979. You're, you're living in uh, Rosarito at that time. And Rosarito. Yes. Uh, that, that is amazing. Yeah, and, and you yeah, guys wow. have been there serving the Lord since that time. From 1999. Yes. Wow. And serving with you guys yeah. together. The too, Lord is good. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's great. Now, I know, Victor, from working with you and Sonia over the years, you have all kinds of different activities that you folks are involved with and helping can, helping church to, to do ministry in Mexico. Um, can you give us an idea of what an average week of activity might look like for you? Well, <clears throat> different. we, we do also have a, a mission base. Uh, mm -hmm. They call Sawyer's Missions also. And it's something that I always, we always prepare for the groups that come. And this, we call this hospitality home for those who stay and be prepared to serve the Lord. Um, regular, um, we do outreaches uh, in, in, in some of the in, in communities, working together with the local churches, mm -hmm. um, also um, orphanages, constructions, and also rehab places. Mm -hmm. um, and um, an and, and orphanage, regular, um, However, the Lord put also in the heart to the groups and missions who can prepare his heart, you know, to serve. Um, uh, if you don't, we, um, my wife, Sonia, and I also, we give and encourage how they can participate, how mm -hmm. they can help. Um, and we completely leave it open to the Holy Spirit also when they are there uh, to do the wonderful work. But um, uh, the, we, uh, we advise how they can participate also to in, uh, in outreaches. Uh, we also give the information how they can be prepared, uh, you know, to do in outreaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 um, and we all prepare, we do our part, but I, we know that a hundred percent is the part of what a guy's doing through each and every one. And always, and every, um, outreach or visiting in the orphanage always is different way how that'll work. Amen. And the Holy Spirit work yeah. in the life. But you know, one of the reasons we're so blessed to work with you is that no matter what you do, whatever the activity is or whatever opportunity the gospel of Jesus is always in the front. That's always at the forefront. And this is number one, because Amen. this is yeah. the call from the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, and that's really important, Victor, um, that often this gets lost with time when God begins to do a work. And, of course, we're not just looking at local work, but mission work, which can be outside the church and the whole world. But that God would use people who are indigenous from that country to be the link to do the work. Amen. What what happens too often is that we um, we westernize the church. We take the uh, the pattern 
of the church here in the United States, and we export it other places where we we need to be able for God to do the work through the people. It's a lot more convenient and cheaper to train people from Mexico, from the Philippines, from South America, from Russia, in the gospel and in ministry, and turn them loose. Amen. But the challenge is, do we as Westerners want to take our hands off? Too often people want to be in control. There we have. You know what I mean? And it's a lot cheaper and more efficient for the Mexicans to do the work, for the South Americans to do the work, the Russian, whoever it may be. There's always a partnership, but realizing that God is doing the work through those individuals. God touches the heart like you share with your heart, how God saved you, called you, sent you, anointed you. We've talked about this in the radio program often. And then God's doing that work, and God brings people, multiplies, and does an incredible work through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if we had to pick a, a problem, a major flaw of the missions movement in the United States in the first half of the 20th century, it would be that they are trying to export the American church around the world instead of let allow the Lord to do what he wanted to do in the lives of people in different nations. And yes. We see that in Mexico. We see that. You know, we were talking before the broadcast today how much the church in Mexico is growing every year. It's really amazing. Amen. Now, in addition to doing these activities and operating Sojourner's Ministry, as you and Sonia do, you're also involved in the local church there in Rosarito. Uh, yes. Um, one of the things the ministry we help and in, in, in around the area um, is, is doing outreaches and by the people because they have a wonderful Bible studies also too and discipling and college and it's free for the Mexican people Amen. and it's free God provide and uh, and we'll be seeing the, the fruits um, you know to, the, to this ministry and also for us we, we are uh, me and my wife give us the opportunity when we're there uh, uh, be counselors uh, pray for people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, so we'll be seeing the big grow up so much, you know, the, 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 the yes. um, body of Christ. Now, I know, you know, you're involved with a lot of churches from Southern California because we're so close. There's a lot, tremendous opportunity for us to go over the border and to do ministry. But you're also involved with churches from great distances, very far away. What's the farthest church that you guys have been involved with, Victor? Oh, well, <clears throat> okay. Um, we've been having church, Calvary Chapel churches come from Germany in the, in the past, from <laughs> Canada, um, also from... Um, all the United States and different uh, states. I say Georgia. I say um, Florida, uh, Boston. You're saying Tennessee, Tennessee, Ohio, Ohio yeah. uh, Washington, um, Idaho. Um, all different states. That's awesome. In, in, and they they fly into Tijuana, and then you take them from there, or fly into San Diego. And after they fly to San Diego, okay. And and uh, also um, one of the things that Sawyer's Mission involves uh, for people who um, for churches who fly far away, we um, offer transportation. You know, and mm -hmm. it's part of the ministry too. Mm -hmm. uh, that way, they don't have to worry about it to driving in Mexico. And now yes. you've got a group coming in from New Zealand this week. And this week is uh, yes, by the grace of God, it's a new uh, New Zealand group is going to spend a couple of weeks building some uh, construction uh, homes. Amen. But at the same time, number one, like we say, the gospel, Jesus yes. Christ. That's great. Well, I know for a few years you were involved with Rob and Cindy Lee, who are Canadians who came down and actually stayed in Rosarito with you and Sonia and. We helped out, and they were a real blessing to us as we went down to do ministry. They helped us in, 
in a lot of different ways. How are they doing these days? Uh, thank you for asking. Yes, they're doing great. Um, you know, uh, they'll be, they be doing uh, right now, uh, Rob is as part of the ministry in, in Calvary Chapel, Riverside, Langley, Canada. And also Cindy is, is part of the uh, uh, serving in, in ministry, rescuing the uh, girls that are in, 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 in sleep in, in the, in the city. Sex slaves, yes. Sex slaves, yes. Uh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and his son, uh, this is how the Lord work and also in his life. Um, the, yes, past, this past month, the, he has graduated from Bible college. And so they went back to Canada and, and, and the, you know, uh, uh, the heart is still in Mexico Amen. in many ways. Amen. And every time they have a chance, um, all the family come to serve in missions in yes. Mexico. Yeah. Well, congratulations to his son. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Now, I know a few years ago, you and Sonia went through a major transition in ministry thing a lot of things changed for you uh, and and in some ways i think that may have been a difficult time for you can you explain to us what took place uh yes uh, but this is part of life and i think i think i'd be, I'd be experienced you know either from my uh, uh, younger life the changes that had to come and um, but when the lord do changes yeah it's, it looks hard but when we trust in the lord by faith we know god always let us help us to pass the, do the steps that Amen. he wants to call us to do and so we just need to trust in the Lord, and and uh, and He always faithful, faithful mm-hmm. to do. That's wonderful. You, I know that uh, you had been working with Calvary Chapel Montebello, and then Montebello really changed their philosophy for Mexican ministry, and so you were no longer involved with them. And you were saying that the Lord prepared you for this. Yes, that He told you and Sonia in advance. In our hearts, it was already year before this change is coming. And um, the economy was down here in the United States at that time, and changes coming. We don't know how they was gonna come, but uh, eventually they come and they uh, they, they uh, planning they decided to close the mission base in Rosarito, and it was okay for us. But we was praying already for a year before, and God put us in our heart not even one percent to come back. But mm-hmm. we continually going mission, continually be waiting for Him to to that He was gonna direct us to the next set of missions. And uh, we was obedient, and at the same t- uh, time, um, um, uh, God, God is, it was when he started the new work in our life um, in Sojourner's Missions. And this is why he remains, that we are passing by, that we are Sojourner's here mm-hmm. on earth. That's good. That's good. You know what's neat, Victor, is that um, we're, we're, we're all human, and um, we have a tendency to look to man, to depend upon man, or to copy men but god calls us individually and sometimes he calls to work with one another and that's fine but uh men's agendas change they're not always the will of god um people get caught up with their own importance they have their own agenda they built their own kingdom this is nothing new it's happened all through the church age paul the apostle warns us he speaks about the Ephesian elders. He says, you know, I was with you night and day. I prayed for you. I, I didn't rob you. I didn't do anything. I gave you the full counsel of God. But some of you are going to rise up and draw disciples to yourself. Uh, he speaks about Hymenius, Alexander, who made shipwreck of the faith, teaching that the resurrection was past. He spoke about Demas, who loved this present world and abandoned Paul. Um, over and over again, Peter tells us of the falling away in the last days, uh, false prophets and teachers from within the church. 
and we the, certainly the church age has always seen that. But it's, it, it's, as it's seen it all along, it keeps culminating towards that very day that we see more of that going on. There's more self-promotion today within the church than ever before, at least from our perspective as we're living in this time. Um, you know, we have all been raised in the Calvary Chapel with Pastor Chuck Smith. He was a godly servant of, of, of God. Never perfect. Nobody's perfect. No. With all his flaws, he loved the Lord. He served the people. Um, and yet, God used him. And God expanded the work. But even as Paul told the Ephesian elders, the same warning Pastor Chuck gave. And people yes. didn't listen. And now we see the aftermath of a lot of things. People building their own kingdoms. Mm-hmm. You know, and as Pastor Chuck said, if you strive to attain, you have to strive to maintain. Now it's your kingdom. Now, rather than serving people, you want people to serve you. Rather than loving people, you're loving yourself. (laughs) And there's the corruption of the flesh. As long as Jesus remains to be the head of the church, leads us through His Holy Spirit, and we run things according to the scripture, not twisting the context, not manipulating, then God's going to do his work. Amen. He's sufficient to cover all our failures. He is there. But when people become men who were called of God, and there are many who become corrupt, money, power, and you've got money, you've got power, you've got ladies. They all go together. <laughs> and and it's sad because we see it happen in our own generation, even yes. through Calvary Chapels. And again, the service is unto the Lord first, the vertical. Amen. We serve God. Paul says, I serve the Lord. But because I serve the Lord and I love the Lord, I'm doing what He's called me to do. I can't do everything. I only do what God's called me to do. And in doing that, then I serve the people. And I serve them as the example of a servant. There is no other type of leadership in the Bible outside of servant leadership. The hierarchical model is the worldly model. And too often, pastors become lords. And heads of ministry become lords. And they leave the servant model of Jesus Christ. He said, you know, no servant is greater than his master. (laughs) And I am one among you as you serve. And I wash your feet. People forget where God brought them from. And it's a sad commentary on them, not Jesus Christ, but them. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing thing, you know, we, as we listen and the Holy Spirit ministers to us, we realize we're all susceptible to that. You know, we need the Lord's help and his direction daily. All the time. Now, Victor, I know that through Baja California is very close to the United States. There are some areas that are very difficult to get to up in the mountains and other places. And it's interesting. The Lord has laid it on your heart specifically to reach some of these small communities, little pueblos and uh, colonias that are very difficult to arrive at. And um, I know that there are a number of pastors who have gone along with you on these trips to reach out to people. How, how has the Lord placed that ministry on your heart? 
Well, this is what's part of the changes the Lord do in my heart also too. Um, always was praying the Lord who who was gonna go to that places, and um, and and if you open the door for me, you know we um, and be part to that, be part, you know um, we be willing and you know, I be willing to to do the steps, but I know that it's only me and Sonia or a uh, little not too many people, but I but the Lord always have it His way, you know, and and the vision came. And uh, I'm by Pastor Bill Weldon from Napa Valley, mm -hmm. and time to Baja South, and God also put in His heart, you know, the vision, you know, to um, to be part of the little pueblitos, towns, islands, mm -hmm. um, puertos, I can say, like, fishing camps, fishing camps, and I think there was part too also in my younger life uh, that God passed my eyes through that areas, mm -hmm. and, and one mm -hmm. day He bring reality in my life, you know, that the, the, um, the He was gonna use. Use us, use us, you know, because it's all the body of Christ that he used Amen. to be part to bring the gospel uh, to, to that areas in, 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 Baja, in Baja South and North. Now, in some of these places, there is not a local church. Is that true? Yes, there's, there's, there's many ranchos, many pueblos, mm -hmm. no, no local churches. How do you encourage the people who become believers there? Well, uh, first of all, we always, um, uh, um, before we go over there, we, um, we, we pray to the Lord to guide kids when Bibles, uh, New Testaments, um, uh, CDs, and CDs that we get from Pastor Seven, the past two, and, and, and CDs, um, and, um, cassettes, and take material with us also too. Um, and also, uh, after the people receive Jesus, encourage to have a um, devotional time in, in the Bible, when, you know, uh, Bible studies, and uh, get together. And pray together, and like my uh, pastor and Mitchell said, you know, if you don't know how to explain the Bible, read the part of the Bible, and God will direct your hearts. But, but the march we can, we we help this this people to 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 um to um uh, like the, like Jesus said, you know, where there's two or three together, mm -hmm. I'm here with you. So, Even if it's a very small group, they're, yeah. they're, they're their own little church. Well, you know, like Paul, Paul went into the area. You know, I mean, he started the missions. He went the first time and. And first missionary journey, he gets up, he, he raises the church up. There's only a handful, you know. <coughs> when he went, uh, when he landed at Philippi, you know, they got some women at, praying at the riverside. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and he gets thrown in jail, and uh, the jailer gets saved, and the whole family gets saved. And, you know, you got a handful. And he appointed elders and Amen. bishops. We'll say, well, who were they? The ones who were recently born again. Amen. They're the oldest. That's right. <laughs> but, but. What's important about the church, and right now uh, we've been teaching on the Calvary Distinctives, mm -hmm. which is very important for us um, as, uh, as churches, is that God is able, God is the one that builds his church. Amen. The gates of hell should not prevail against the church. I will build my church. So though God may use you, myself, or somebody else, we have to trust and realize, really believe what we are telling people. That is God who builds the church. So Paul believed God was sufficient. He went, he preached because God called him. In Acts 13, 2, he says, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work of the ministry which I have called him. See, this is, a, this is a good example. This is where the church twists things. The Holy Spirit called Barnabas and Saul out to the mission field, okay? Now the church says, We're going to send you out. Well, the church at Antioch never sent Paul and Saul, or, or Saul, he was called Saul for there, and, uh, and Barnabas. The Holy Spirit called them out. Amen. And the problem is that too often God begins to work in a church, legitimate. The man's called, he's anointed, God is doing the work. 
But then God starts blessing and they think they're in control. And so they start pumping out Bible schools, pastors, and they just start sending them out like, like they're the Lord. I've never sent one person out. And people have faulted me for that. When God calls a person, they come and tell me, we pray for them, say, okay, drop us a line. Let us know what God's doing. Because God has to call you, God has to anoint you, and God has to send you. If you go yourself, or because someone sends you, or because someone's going to provide the money for you, that is not the work of the Lord. There's the problem. So we start twisting things rather than allowing God to build His church. And that's why so many people in ministry as well as missions are ineffective because God never sent them. There's the key. And when people send themselves into ministry, there are consequences. Uh, there yes, are and we'll be seeing that. You years. see that as well in Mexico. I know you do. Yeah. Now, Victor... You receive a lot of requests from churches in Mexico for connection with people in the United and people in the U.S. who uh, contact you and they say we're interested in doing work in Mexico. Which which do you receive more? Any idea? I think both they come together, you know. Um, and when the Holy Spirit working in that area, He put divine appointments to each and every, and this is how we we see it. You know, yeah. they, um, they they got put together in unity. I know uh, all, all of the churches that you have uh, directed us to. Like right now, we're working with Pastor Martin in Las Delicias, and we're just so excited because we see the Holy Spirit leading and directing the work in that yeah. city, and the people from our church are excited because the Lord is blessing and just raising up believers. And you know, for myself, I see the leadership that Martin has people alongside him and that's the Lord. That's Amen. the Lord Amen. to bless those people. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, Trudy, my wife, she's reading right now, uh, Jonathan Livingston. You know I mean, I mean, David Livingston, you know, his whole life. And, and, and that was his problem. You know, England. I mean, he wanted to go to the heart of uh, Africa. He wanted to go further. The missionaries didn't want to go. And he, you know, he didn't want to go that route. And so he depended upon God over and over again. He didn't go with the status quo. He followed the leading of God. And so he is effective. And as you know, when he died, they sent his body back. He was buried there at Abbey. Uh, um, Westminster Abbey. Westminster Abbey. And, uh, but they buried his heart in Africa. Amen. You know what I mean? Where his heart was. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple, the weekly radio talk show at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena with Pastor Xavier Reese, focusing on current ministry issues here and around the world. And we will be right back with you after these messages. We begin our character studies of different individuals of the Bible, and what better place than Adam? There are many women in the scriptures who are models of virtue and the grace of God, and certainly Abigail is one of them high on the list. Pastor Xavier Reese presents the significant people of scripture with his character studies of the Bible series, now available in MP3 audio format on a USB flash drive. 
This PC or Mac compatible flash drive contains 169 messages in all, highlighting various figures throughout the Old and New Testaments. We want to begin our study of Mary by looking at the Annunciation. Our character study is Pontius Pilate. Tonight we'll be looking at Paul. From Adam and Eve to the Twelve Apostles and many, many more. Pastor Xavier Reese's character studies of the Bible USB flash drive makes a great study tool for the new believer and a perfect reference guide for the whole church. Get yours at the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. That's the character studies of the Bible USB flash drive at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's Word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we're blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry. Loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. Included are women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament, book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. You know, Pastor Xavier, as um, I mean, we are, we are so blessed the Lord has opened up this opportunity, the internet radio format for us to be able to broadcast into, gosh, more than 75 countries. Yeah. Now. And yep. uh, we're grateful for that. But in the in the very near future, uh, right now we're broadcasting uh, the the entire archive of your Bible studies through the years. We're broadcasting Pastor Chuck Smith mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis, and there's also worship music. But we're going to make a couple of uh, substantial additions to that to that format. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be adding the Spanish um, studies Testament, that we have, the, yeah. the whole New Testament, yeah. and uh, and we have. Um, a, the second coming that we tie the Old Testament to and that. And uh, it's yeah. just verse by verse through every book. And um, we have a number so of that, series too, right? Yes. In Spanish. Yes, we have yeah. that. And there's a lot of messages that I've done when I go to Cali, Colombia. And there's a lot of other stuff on miscellaneous messages. Yeah. So, Victor, keep in mind very soon. We don't know the exact date yet, but as soon as we do, we'll let you know. And uh, many of uh, many people in Mexico who don't necessarily have to have a smartphone in order to receive instruction, mm-hmm. and there'll be specific uh, time slots on yes. on a daily basis where they'll be able to listen to Spanish instruction. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, we are real blessed <coughs> for that ministry over there, in the, especially in the mountains and uh, in the places yes. that, where the God can have, yeah. make it. And once everything's set up, the schedule will be on our church website, CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Yeah. You know, and that, we're, that's all in the works right now. But once it is, it'll it'll be there for everyone to know. Now, Victor, recently, I, I, every year actually, I hear that the evangelical Christian population in Mexico is growing at an amazing rate. Do you see the changes in Mexico in that regard? Uh, yes, um, definitely. We'll be seeing, you know, in, um, in many ways. And um, we know that the word of God never is too empty. And with the, and with the, with the, with the word of God, come in the hearts of the people to 
to reach the hearts of the people and share the gospel, not only from here, but also the people who will be receiving. Uh, we'll be seeing um, you know, um, the, the evangelical population, the Christian population yes, has been yes. growing up a lot in, in, yeah. in Mexico. And we see in Baja, Baja North, Baja South. Yes, yeah. yes. And you see the real transformation, not just religious. Exactly. Because, you know, I was born in Mexico City. Yes. And though I was only <clears throat> seven years old when I came to the United States, but my family from Mexico, my mom's side was from Spain. Um, and so Catholicism has a main root there. And so people are very religious. Um, all through Mexico, people will do pilgrimage on their knees in the cathedral right there. They walk up, you know, knees bleeding and, you know, and showing their devotion to the Virgin, to saints, to whoever. Central America, South America, same thing. The Philippines, people get crucified on crosses, literally. Um, God never intended that. Um, there's nothing we can do for the forgiveness of our sins. Yes. Um, Jesus paid that debt on the cross. He became the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. It was His precious blood that forgives us of our sins when we repent, when we make a turnaround about face, 180 degrees, recognizing we're sinners and that only the grace of God can save us, the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And that's really the, 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 the heart of the gospel. Amen. Is that Amen. only the Holy Spirit can change our lives. Yes. If people remain religious, they become hypocritical. As you like the Pharisees, the scribes, no big mm -hmm. deal. But when God's Holy Spirit takes hold of a person, that's why yes. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God and salvation of the Jew first and to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And he's quoting Habakkuk 2.4. So not ashamed. Why? Because there's no other way people can be saved. You're not saved because you're good. You're not saved because you do works. You're not saved because you're better than someone else. You're saved because you believe and agree with God that you are a sinner. And that factor separates you from the Holy God. And that the only way you have access to God is if you believe that He died in your place, paid the price for your sin, and then calling upon His name to forgive you and transform you and to take residence in your body by the Spirit of God to become a son or a daughter of God by grace through faith, that not of ourselves a gift to God, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Amen. Victor, do you see uh, changes in the Roman Catholic Church or the people who are Roman Catholics? Are they more open to the evangelical church than in years gone by? Yeah, because if the, the word of God is coming to Mexico, you know, mm -hmm. and in and, 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 and many ways and missions, um, the people, uh, when, when they be hearing the gospel, they be hearing the truth and the true gospel. And um, so the eyes are open, you know, and many, many, many people from the, from the Roman Catholic Church has been, has been transformed to be a, a real Christian. Yes. And this is how also for us, for me, um, you know, we, 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 we grew up in a, in, in real, there's some, um, evangelical churches that really not have the word of God in that time. And, uh, but we, this is how the Lord put in our heart to, to, you know, to, to, uh, to reach the people when the real, uh, um, Bible studies, mm -hmm. um, verse by verse, chapter right, by right chapter, right. like Harvey Chapels and, 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 uh, and, and but also the churches that are open, the many of the evangelical churches and also the Baptist churches that be open to the to the real truth. Right. And this is how um, also the, the word of God is be be taken to Mexico yeah. and to the people to Mexico. Yeah. So. Because a lot of the Christian evangelical churches, they're led by emotion. 
experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they add to the Word of God. And they contradict the Word of God. So we always have to judge what I believe, what I say I experience, and what I believe is of God. I have to drop that line, the plumb line, the Word of God, and compare everything to the Bible in context. Mm -hmm. if, if, it, if it cannot be found in the Bible, in its context, then we have no business doing it or yeah, believing yes. it. So this is where, you know, real simple example. Um, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father by me. That means that no one can bring me to the Father. Not Mary, not Peter, not works, not saints, not idols, nothing. None of those things. In fact, those things demonstrate that I don't know God. But I'm religious. Um, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So I can't have anybody else. I don't pray to anybody else. In fact, the Bible tells me I'm to pray specifically to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm never told to pray to the Holy Spirit. And yet a lot of evangelicals do that. The Holy Spirit is a silent witness of Jesus Christ. He never speaks of himself. He never adds to the Word of God. He never takes away from the Word of God. Jesus made this very clear the last night he was with the disciples in John 14, 15, and 16. The parakaleo, the one that comes alongside just like me, but of a different number. The Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so only Jesus is the meteor. The Father's the source, Jesus is the channel, and the Holy Spirit is the agent doing the work. That's why Jesus said, all manner of sin will be forgiven in this world and the world to come. The world to come is a thousand-year reign. Amen. Yes. Except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. A speaking against the work of the Spirit of God, who is the representative of Jesus Christ, who convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. We, up here in the United States, I know we see proliferation and expanding of false teaching on the radio, on television, different areas. Do you have the same issue in Mexico? Yeah, we do have. Uh, we don't have all the um, uh, uh, electronic equipment over there, but in some proportions, yes, we do have. And mm -hmm. I think it, uh, the enemy always planting, you know, the, the, the false teaching. Yes, always. Whenever we do a work down there with you or in the area of Baja, we bump into Jehovah's Witnesses everywhere we go. Very common. Very, very common. Do you have a lot of interaction with Jehovah's Witnesses in Mexico? Yeah, we do. We do have, and um, and you know, it's like if here, knocking the doors there, and um, and and divine appointment. However, the Lord put it. You know, we sometimes we uh, we have the opportunity to talk to them. You know, and, and let it speak, and later on bring the real true gospel and, and yeah. sharing the gospel. Amen. And some they're open, and some most of them are not really open. And um, to you know to hear, I'll never come back. You know to hear. Um, but sometimes we the groups and missions we do um, street witnesses, mm -hmm. and um, and the and the groups come people who used to be a Jehovah Witness, so so God used it you know to to, to, to share yes. the gospel. That's Great. amazing. Do you find Victor that there are ministries, different ministries in Mexico or in the U.S. that you're not able to work with because they're not really following the scripture? Yeah, they're always going to be, you know, something like this. But the Lord uh, revealed through His Word, 
And um, so, so when the word of God and, and also the true come true, um, it's, it's, it's always uh, um, uh, revealed through the word of God. And, sure. And uh, so we don't have to worry about it, but God always, right. you know, is right. always ready yeah. to reveal and not. You know, I know through the years, you and Sonia have been devoted to ministry and so faithful. And you have a lot of normal issues like the rest of us. Uh, I know Sonia's had health problems through the years. I know that you have gone through periods of time where your family has been in difficulty one way and another. But it's just so exciting right now, you know, to see your brother serving in Las Delicias and being a blessing there. Um, your your daughter uh, serving in ministry, walking with the Lord. You know, your little grandson, Elijah. He has always been a blessing just to see him around. Mm -hmm. And what kind of encouragement would you offer to people who are having uh, difficulties and still want to serve in ministry? Uh, yes. Um, one of the things that, you know, through the years that I've been seeing, uh, that God has been showing us that he is always faithful, right? So one of the things um, that he always put in our heart is just to be praying for them, um, walking with an example in our life, and uh, and waiting the Lord. And in and, and, and time, I've been seeing not only that part of the family that you share with me right now, but many other parts of the family. And I know many to come, still to come. But God is faithful, so the peace of possible understand that He always can guard our hearts, you know, to trust in God. Right. And uh, so we, we, we so uh, my encourage is, is, is um, trusting God in God and, and praying and be an example, you know, an, yeah. an example um, walking the step of Jesus. Yeah. And you know, it's great when when our families are all saved and they can serve the Lord, but that's not always true. Doesn't happen all the time. Amen. And so people need to understand. A lot of times people take the scripture from the book of Acts where the uh, Roman, the Philippian jailer, and they say, uh, you and your household will be saved. And they take that as a blanket promise of God that if we believe, then all of our family will be saved. Well, that's out of context. Mm -hmm. It's telling us that, that, that that situation of that jailer and that family, that was the fact and the truth of what took place. Not that it's a promise for everyone. Yes. Otherwise, God would just have to save one person in the family and then the whole family saved. <laughs> yes. Okay? So that's a good example of taking things out of context yeah. many times. That Good intentions. Yes. But not biblical. And sometimes bad intentions because they know it's out of context. And so they manipulate the Word of God to motivate people, to manipulate people and... Um, you know, God would have us not to do none of that. But the truth is the word of God, work of God is always opposed. And yes. there's opposition happens in a lot of ways. Some, sometimes there will be a family member or an issue in my family that is not in agreement with the work that's going forward. Yeah. And yet we, we remain faithful. Yes. We'll be a witness to those. And people. we have to stand for the truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, if you love mother, father more than me or son, brother, you're not worthy of me. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we, one of the complaints in the early church was that, um, uh, among many others, that uh, um, Christians were homewreckers. Mm -hmm. Because um, when a Jew, the first Christians were Jews. And then, of course, they became more obstinate, so then God opened the door of the Gentiles. But they were all Jewish. And um, when they became Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, um, that Jewish family would consider them as dead. Um, if they were married, that would make them completely opposite of their wife or their husband. Mm -hmm. 
and there would be a destruction, a division of that home. And so, and we see that in, in Mexico City and, and all throughout Mexico, yes. mm -hmm. um, Latin American countries, because it is so um, culturally tied, the religion and the life. Mm -hmm. And the um, headship, though, though the men are presented as the heads, it's, it's a matriarchal society. The women run the homes in many different ways. Yes. Amen. And so... What happens is that when the Word of God comes and a husband gets saved, that puts him at odds with not only his wife and his children, but all the family connections because the whole family thinks they have a right in what they say. Where the Bible speaks very clear that though we want to love our family and we want to do anything for our family, each family is separate. So when you leave and you get married, you create a new home. Now, your mom and dad love you and you love them, you respect them, but you don't obey them as the authority. You obey the Lord Jesus Christ as the authority. Amen. And so that's very, very important. You know, one of the things, Victor, that makes uh, missions ministry somewhat difficult has to do with the issue of accountability. Uh, I may be involved with a church in uh, La Paz, Baja, or in Ensenada, but I can't be there every week. To know, and and you also, you're involved with so many different fellowships in Mexico, but you're not in those churches week by week to see what the Lord's doing. How does the Lord help you in that area? Well, um, yes, some of the churches, yeah, of course, you know, the, especially in the little pueblitos, the, the went on accountability. Um, but we always pray unto the Lord to, you know, to to um, to um, help us, you know, to to uh, to uh, open. Uh, you know the, the eyes. You know to to see if there's uh, any if anything um, wrong. You know that we can help them also too. You know mm -hmm. for accountability. Um, one of the things in Baja South, uh, in Baja South, uh, our pastor in missions is Pastor Bill Welding. He he um, he um, do a two missions uh, uh, pastor conference in both places, mm -hmm. and um, and bring all the pastors from the little churches and for the little towns together, um, in Vizcaíno and also in La Paz. And um, and connected together, to, you know, to be an accountable one another, mm -hmm. and uh, and be and, and be feeding the word of God, and especially you know through um, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and uh, and spend time together, and and we we'll see that changes. Yeah, they they they, they happen, but sure. we see that changes also yes. how the Lord is be working in the heart to the to the pastors and and, and be accountable one another. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, and either the um, either there is uh, different kind of denominations. God is be putting together because it's the way of God, the love of God, yeah, who yeah, put it together yeah. the church. That teaching and the and, and and trusting the Lord to be able to build His church. Um, there is a sense of of accountability only in that we're there to serve one another and to confront one another if we see something unscriptural or immoral. But not that we are the the lords of the church or that we are over other people have greater authority. Jesus Christ is the head of every church. Amen. He takes care of that. Very important. Yes. Amen. You know, it's interesting you mention uh, the pastor's conferences in Vizcaino and in La Paz. And you were sharing with me earlier that you actually, Sojourners, is doing an, an outreach and distributing gifts and sharing the gospel of Jesus with people in those communities. And there's an opportunity for people who are interested to get involved and actually, through the, the Dollar Tree store, you can go there 
and actually purchase toys and gifts for the children. And you and Sonia are able to go to Chula Vista Vista, and Chula Vista and get things. So Dollar Tree is all over the United States. So people who are listening in any state can go into a Dollar Tree. And uh, the uh, Dollar Tree is uh, www.dollartree.com toys. 629-I-N-D-E-C-dot-C-A-T. Um, and if they will go and inquire at the Dollar Tree, they can find out about the ministry. There's also going to be information about this on your Facebook page at yes. Sojourner's Mission. Yes. And if uh, they look up Sojourner's Mission, uh, they'll be able to find out more information to help and to participate. What a great opportunity. I don't even have to leave home. Uh, yes. And can, can be involved. Wow. God is so good. Victor, what kind of changes do you think we can look forward to in Mexico in the years to come? Any idea? Uh, yes, changes come not only in Mexico, but around the world. But Mexico, um, you know, right now it's open to bring the gospel and open. Right. Uh, we don't have no problem, government problems, you know, to, for us to bring the gospel to every town or pueblo. But we know the time is, is, I mean, every day is a moment of opportunity because the yeah. time has come when it's going to be closed. It's a window time. It's, it's closing. A, yes. Mm-hmm. Window, yes. Yeah. And, and we can see it also, too. Yes. Yes. And we see the same thing here in the United States, by the way. Yes. Um, America has um, been blessed by God um, through our short 200 some years. Yeah. But uh, we crossed the line, um, you know, I think... Uh, after this millennial, after the year 2000, and we entered a very amoral society, anti-gospel, anti-Christian um, time. Yes. And we're seeing already laws, legislation, certainly the attitude of um, educators, politicians against the gospel and churches. Um, and we're going to see it more and more, whether it be in Mexico, whether it be in the United States, because we the Christians yes. are the obstructionists. We're the ones that say no to sin. We're the ones that say no to humanism, to teaching that man is good when the Bible says he's a sinner. Um, nothing good in his heart. He's desperately wicked. In their need of the gospel, where the uh, secular society is um, broad, it's ecumenical. Uh, let's just all love one another. Well, if you don't have a standard of what kind of love we're talking about, if it's not God's love, then that love becomes corrupted, perverted, and it's very partial. And so it's carnal. It's of this world. It, it's self-seeking. Um, so we can see the things changing. So really the problems at hand now, um, and I got saved in 73, and we could already see things coming, but they're much faster now. Mm-hmm. We see that um, the one-world mindset, one-world government, one-world courts, one-world food reserves, one-world everything is coming. It's now. And it's becoming more evident in, uh, in, in the voices of those in power, yes. not necessarily God's leaders. But even within the church, they're going along with the world agenda. Mm-hmm. And I know we've seen in numerous other countries uh, in the last six months, basically Russia has closed for international missionaries, yes. not just from the United States. But and just- that's a good example because mm-hmm. uh, during the uh, from the 70s on, you know, George Bryson went over to Russia. 
and established many Calvary chapels. And again, God, is, God knows everything. He sends people before knowing that's a window of time. He sets up all these Russians there and hand them over to the indigenous people, not mm-hmm. Americans. Mm-hmm. Some may stay for a little bit, but get out. Let the Russians take care of it. So when God, when the Russians close the doors, the churches and the pastors are already inside. They depend on the Lord, and the God continues to work. And maybe on a related note, Victor was sharing with me earlier that there, uh, there, I knew there was a, a mosque and Islamic activity in Tijuana, but also in Rosarito, which is a much smaller community. There's a mosque yep. in Rosarito and yep. more and more Islamic activity there. And we will see how the Lord deals with those issues as we go forward. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, Victor, as we're doing this broadcast today, there may be people listening who would like to contact you to explore the opportunity to do ministry in Baja California. And you suggested a few ways for people to get in touch with you. Um, We mentioned before your Facebook page, which is Sojourner's Mission. So if they look on Facebook and search Sojourner's Mission, they will find your page and all the other contact uh, opportunities there. Your uh, email address is smayoral, M-A-Y-O-R-A-L, four at gmail.com. And so you can can reach Victor by... uh, email at that address specifically. And the uh, Sojourners website is www.sojournersmission.com. And brother, I can't seriously, I can't tell you how great I like having you on the radio, but I am so grateful for all of the assistance that you give us in Mexico. You know, I never contact you or Sonia and don't see the, uh, the substance of your faithfulness to the Lord in helping us and do ministry. And the people in this church in Calvary Chapel, Pasadena have been so blessed because of your faithfulness to serve God and allowing the Lord. And I know it's not always easy. I know there are difficult times, but man, we just, we're grateful and we thank the Lord for you and for Sonia. And Pastor Tony and Pastor uh, Sevio, we are so thankful. My my heart is so thankful just to be part of serving together with you guys. Um, And and however um, ways that God opened the door for us, we always there to serve and unite in the body of Christ, yeah. and however the Lord guides. So we thank you also for us to give us to to have it, to to uh, let us be part in the in, in ministry, and serve together in missions. That's great, Victor. The Lord's good. You know yeah. we've seen um, uh, so many things God has done, and again we we um, we pray that we always stay open to the work of the Lord. That it is He who does it, and that uh, we're all servants of God, and that we would never. Um, try to control or lord over people um there's certainly always god directing raising people up but again the the leadership is servant leadership and that we put um the um the value on people not buildings um too often missions get sidetracked by building projects and uh, all the money goes to buildings rather than the people yeah. The people's the church. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Not the building. <laughs> yeah. And so we have to keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Yes. God could care less about buildings. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to burn anyway. They're, they're a necessary evil. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, nevertheless, but the priority, we keep that completely. Amen. Victor, Amen. thank you very much for coming. Oh, really thank appreciate you, it. Brother. Thank you guys thank for you. Folks, we want to thank you for tuning in to Keep It Simple, the weekly radio talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. We'd like to encourage you to take advantage of the resources available on the Simple Truths Radio Network, the teaching of Pastor Xavier Reese, 
Pastor Chuck Smith, worship music, and soon, Spanish and women's ministry. Coming soon. In the days to come. (laughs) So the Lord bless you all, and stay faithful to the gospel of Jesus. And remember, keep it simple. with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.